Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Hello, dreamers. I am so grateful this morning. It is the day after our big launch day. I'm sitting here with my coffee, just processing what happened yesterday. Yesterday was such a record-breaking epic day. So many things went right, so many things went wrong, and I am just sitting in such gratitude this morning. I wanted to record a special episode on the five things I learned from launch day because I do like to sit down and really process what went right, what went wrong in my business because this is a this business is really a gift from God that I'm stewarding. And so this one's kind of for my Christian entrepreneurs out there who want some support with maybe your next upcoming launch, or maybe you just really want some behind the scenes on running a small business. And so I put a question box on Instagram yesterday asking for your questions that you have. And I had a couple. Uh, Rachel asked, what platform do did we use? Danielle asked, what are my three must-dos for a successful launch? And Samara asked, why did you only go with three colors? And we had another question um, of why did you do the locking the website VIP strategy? So I'm going to answer those questions at the end. But first, I'm going to start with my five things I learned from launch day. Let's just talk about launch day really quick. And I am going to be very open with the numbers because I want to be transparent with you. Um, I want to support you on your entrepreneurial journey. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to just kind of be open. I hope that's okay with you. If it's not, then this isn't the episode for you. So we are already 25% sold out of our inventory, uh, which is beyond where we've ever been before. Um, so also, if you haven't grabbed your planner yet, I would recommend grabbing it. We only have like 80 left of the blush coil. Um, and I think we only have like 30 left of our party pack. And I'm just like literally blown away. The blush coil was by far the biggest uh, hit. So let me just go through the past sales. And I want to start with a caveat of do not compare your business to my business. I have been in business since 2014. This is my eighth planner launch. Um, it's probably my 20th product launch. Um, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to stop you from any comparison that might create a paralysis or um, any self-defeating mindset. I'm telling you what I've done in this episode to help support you and your growth. And I just think I also love to nerd out on like the details and the data of a launch. So I just want to remind you not to compare yourself. Don't compare your day one with someone's day 8,000. I have been guilty of this. There's people in the planner world that are light years beyond me. And I know what it's like when you're like, oh gosh, I wish I was where they are. And I have also seen people jump in the game after me and explode right past me. You're like, oh gosh, they accelerated so quickly. 
but I just know that as long as you are doing your very best and you're staying consistent, that is all you can do. The rest is up to God. You have to give your hundred, give it to God and be consistent and keep showing up. That's like the big secret to success. But anyways, let me go back, rewind a little bit. 2019, my launch day statistics were, we did a 19K for the day. I was, I was thrilled. I mean, that was a good launch. 2020 last year was a record breaker, largest revenue day we'd ever had at that point. And we did a 32K launch and that was a really exciting day. We did 20K in 20 minutes um, because we had our big gift sale, you know, uh, door prizes. And so that was super exciting. And then to yesterday, which just ended at midnight, um, we did 50K. I literally, I'm still just like reeling and like, did that really happen? <laughs> it's wild. We, um, we broke the 20K in 20 minutes record this year with 25K in five minutes. Because uh, a lot of you guys were on the website ordering right at 10 a.m. And we broke the website together collectively. <laughs> we broke the internet. So I'm just really, really thankful. Um, but like I said before, I don't want you to compare yours with mine um, and feel any type of way. I think it's important to, if you want to get somewhere, uh, you have to get around people that are getting where you want to go. And so I say that because maybe this is something you have in a goal. Maybe in the next couple years, you want to have a 50 K launch. Um, I want to support you and tell you it's possible. It's possible. You have to show up and give your hundred and then you give the rest to God. So these are the five things I learned on launch day. You ready? Number one, people love gifts. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's number one. People love gifts. I think door prizes are here to stay. I'm always going to do some door prizes. It really makes it fun. It gives it urgency, which urgency is such an important and impactful uh, way to drive sales for a launch. And it's just awesome. Like you get to give somebody $350, uh, which we gave that to Gina yesterday via Venmo, which was so fun. It really has been uh, a catalyst in really exploding that launch day excitement. It also makes things a little stressful. There's a lot of people that can get kind of sour that they didn't win. Um, and so it is what it is. There will be people that, you know, they place an order and they just want to cancel because they weren't the winner or whatever. And um, it is what it is. Either way, I've found, I have personally found it to be very worthwhile to do the door prizes. And so I love it. We did the first 50 shoppers getting the leather bag, the first basically 500 shoppers getting a sticker set. So we kind of expanded and changed our gifting a little bit, but people love gifts. People show up for it. If it's compelling enough that it works, I'm never going to not do a doorbuster from here on out. They're here to stay because that wins. That's part of my recipe. Um, number two, this is a new strategy that I attempted this year and I'm loving it. And it's SMS marketing. I had heard about obviously SMS marketing. I've been a part of it because I get texts from brands, but my friend Natalie over at Classy Network, I remember meeting her. We were on a panel together in Orlando and she has grown a seven figure business. She's extremely amazing, fun, feisty, and just an incredible wealth of knowledge. And 
she told me, oh, you've got to do SMS. So I had that in the back of my head of like, okay, I do need to get on this text message thing. Like, oh, it's just another thing to do. You know, I feel like um, we get so bogged down as entrepreneurs in the Instagram rat race of like content and story and a reel. And now I've got to, you know, all the things. And, you know, Instagram hasn't really been doing it for me lately. And I love my email marketing. Email marketing is probably one of the biggest drivers of our sales and a a great way to communicate because, you know, there's nobody telling me who can and can't see my content. Whereas in Instagram, I get, you know, suppressed a lot. Only about 2% of my audience get sees what I put out there. But with, you know, email, like everyone can see it as long as they open the email. But with SMS, it's just such a stronger visibility. It's also, I think, potentially way more irritating. So it's something like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And we definitely made some mistakes yesterday, which I'll get into all my flops later on in this episode. But SMS has been pretty great. Last year and the year before, I put a chat bot on my website to to take questions in real time on the website. And so this year, SMS pretty much replaced that. We had people texting us questions and I was able to respond to those folks pretty quickly. Obviously there was a lot. So some people had to wait for a bit to get a response from me via text, but it was so fun for customer service. And, uh, we grew our SMS list to a thousand people through the strategy of locking the website and requiring people to join the VIP list. And so that was kind of the plan. I wanted to grow my SMS list and I thought, you know, what would be a great way to do that is to lock the website and only allow people who are on the SMS list. They get a prize for giving me their cell phone number. They get to shop early. They get to be eligible for all these big prizes. And of course, by the time we unlocked the website, all the prizes were gone. So I used, if you want to know what platform I'm going with, I'm going with Postscript. And I have to say Postscript has the best customer service. My rep that I've been working with, her name is Paris. And she's delightful and she is always reaching out like, hey, are you good? Can I help you? And every time we have a call, uh, which is free, which is amazing. Um, Not sure if that's going to last forever or if that's only during the trial stage. But every time we do a call, she just, it's like a working session. We're just like building automations, building out mapping, building segments and really understanding my audience, which is so fun. So I can have, for example... I know how you got into my list. I know I can have people that are in the academy uh, tagged as academy students. I could send my people in my academy special text messages. I can see, I can text people who haven't shopped in a while. Uh, We can do abandoned cart, which I'll get into that later because you guys, a lot of you probably got the abandoned cart text even though you did not abandon your cart. That was my mistake. Um, But it's really a fun place to interact with customers on a more personal level. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know people. I had people sharing like stories and testimonies with me through SMS and it was just a really fun way to engage in a new space. So I plan to keep using SMS and offering not just like, hey, here's a sale, buy your planner, but to really every month share a word of encouragement and a scripture. And I might have people eventually opt into a funnel where I send a weekly scripture. So that's really exciting. Uh, So that's number two, SMS is here to stay. 
I'm here for it. I like it. It's easy to set up a campaign way easier than an email. Um, so that's exciting. Number three, the third thing I learned from launch day that I love and I'm going to continue to do is my customer service ticketing system. So last year after launch day, we signed up for a service called help desk and I'm really liking it. It's really helpful. Uh, basically if you email help at horatioprinting.com, that becomes a ticket and that ticket then is seen in this platform. We've got templates. You can tag things, whether it's open or pending or on hold or closed or solved. You can assign team members to that ticket. I'm sure you guys know, like what a help desk is like, but we just really hadn't had one as a company. And what happens on launch day is people freak out about something, rightfully so. I mean, you've spent money and maybe you ordered the wrong planner. And so we'll get an Instagram DM, we'll get a Facebook message, we'll get a you know an email to hi at, we'll get an email to help at. And so if I have different team members manning different um, communication channels, we could have three people working on the same case and it just doesn't work. You know, like we could just be doing duplicative work if that makes sense. So funneling everybody to one place to keep everything in one space for a ticket and then making sure you can actually pull a report of like what tickets are still open, what tickets need to be solved, what tickets are on hold. That was so nice. It like really took a lot of the stress off. So highly recommend a ticketing system and even having like a dedicated email to that ticket system that automates it but making sure that all of your team is very educated on what we are doing i educated my team on what were going to be the typical needs of the day i sent out an email like these are all the codes this is the timeline of the day uh, these are the responses we're going to have for people if they have this problem, this problem, this problem. And since this is my eighth planner launch, I knew what the problems would be. Surprisingly enough, there were way less problems this year than in the years previous. And I think part of that is because I gave people an hour to shop. If you just open up your cart and go, here you go, go for it. The first person to check out wins a hundred bucks. Everybody's going to check out so fast and so sloppily. Nobody's going to put the right thing in their cart. Their address is going to be wrong. And you're going to have like 50% of your orders are going to have to be either canceled and remade or edited. And so I just like to give people plenty of time to shop. So that's why I, I always like to let people have a, an hour or a half hour to build their cart so that they're doing it in a less rushed way and they can look over their information before pressing shop. So number four, number four, let's see here. Number four was a fun, is a fun fact, fun fact of the day. 78% of my customers on launch day were returning customers. And that was something I learned this year. Last year it was about 62%. So that went up. And so I'm not really sure what that means for me other than it's the ratio printing family and I love you guys. Partly that's that's a big part of it that I've learned, but also it's important to serve your customer. It's important to invest in them, to make things right when things go wrong, to educate them, to inspire them, to honor them. And so that's something that it's, it shows. It's showing that people are like, you know what? I want to come back. 
Like, yes, maybe my coil bent this year or maybe um, my planner got scratched or something, but I'm still going to come back because this product helped me and I used it. And that's what really just warms my heart and makes me so thankful, really and truly. That was just a fun fact. We increased our current customer retention rate. And then number five, number five, number five is another like data analytical thing that I learned. And it was my best performing ad. I went into my ads late last night. My best performing ad was from before launch day when people couldn't even buy yet, which is so interesting because you think about like if you were going to invest, let's say you're going to invest $500 in your launch, you'd want to put the money logically, you would want to invest the money on launch day, right? Like when people can buy, I want to be spending. But what I've seen is the most successful ads are before launch day when people can't even buy yet. It's an education, hype, buzz building strategy, if that makes sense. Education is so important to the success of your launch. And that's why I never just go here's the planners, buy them now. I take two weeks to educate. And I like to spend money even when I'm not able to make the money yet, which can be a little hard to stomach, but I really think it's important. Another fun fact on my ads was that the best CTR was on the Facebook newsfeed. CTR means click-through rate. It's a great way to see if an ad has been successful or not. And that's really interesting because I've honestly really pulled away from spending anything on Facebook, investing in Facebook. Like if you're on my Facebook page on Horatio Printing, like the general page, like it's crickets over there. Like I really don't invest much in the Facebook, uh, in the Facebook. And uh, what's interesting, I usually have put all my money in Instagram, Instagram stories. But here's the thing, what I found lately is Instagram is not what it used to be. The CPM is way too high. Uh, And even organically using Instagram, it it really just stinks. That's just my truth right now, and I'm sharing it with you. Uh, Organically, like I said before, about 2% of my audience even sees what I'm posting. So I'm honestly ready to just kind of hang my hat on Instagram um, and just I'm moving on to other marketing content platforms. Of course, like I'll still be there, but I don't want to invest and waste so much energy. I've wasted so much energy in creating Instagram content um, that it's, it's just it's not it's not moving the needle. So that's why I'm moving on to things like podcasting, SMS, really focusing on my email list and then partnerships. But I just found that the best CTR was the Facebook newsfeed, and I guess that's because the CPM is a little bit lower, uh, and it works. It just it worked better. So if I'm going to keep doing any ads, which I will continue to do ads, ads are a healthy puzzle piece to a successful business. Um, I'll probably be investing more in the Facebook newsfeed because it's a cheaper CPM. CPM means cost per milli, cost per thousand of impressions. And so that was interesting. And if you're like, wow, how did you learn all this stuff on Facebook and Instagram? My background is marketing and advertising. I worked in digital advertising for six years before starting Horatio Printing, which was super helpful <laughs> with launching a business, um, understanding you know how to place pixels and build websites and run marketing and advertising campaigns. So that was a total God thing that that was my journey and it helped. So let's talk about all the mistakes I made. 
because Lord knows we made some mistakes this year. But, you know, the, the thing about launching something, running something, you're going to make mistakes. And that is okay. And that's okay. And here we are. So here's the big flops of the year. The code didn't work. <laughs> the code was set to work. I didn't really do anything quote unquote wrong, but it takes our website like a minute for like codes to work. And it seems like at 10 a.m. when everybody was checking out, like 350 people checking out at once, it just didn't work. And so people were refreshing 10 times. People had to like delete their carts and restart. Um, and so that was really bad. So I think next year I will set my code to go live at like 9.59 so that it actually starts at 10. And so those of you listening, like you could, you know, you guys have a leg up on next year. Um, I also installed cart bumps. And if you were checking out yesterday, you probably saw like, hey, you want to upgrade to the kit? Like, hey, you want to grab a ticket to the Dreamer Summit? Hey, you want to join the Academy? And I think it was good and bad. It kind of was drawing to the system because it was such a fresh integration. Um, and so it was good and bad. It, it drove about 2k more revenue for the day which was great we got like four new students into the academy which is a blessing I'm so excited for those four new students to take that journey of joining the dream crafting course and really taking a big step in their wholeness um so i don't know i'll probably keep the cart bumps but i'll probably change it up a little bit and keep keep an eye on it to make sure it's not frustrating or um I don't know, that, that's kind of like the jury's still out on the cart pumps. Another thing that was flopping this year was that some people didn't get the VIP code check-in at 9 a.m. I had no idea what happened there. Um, like, really, I don't know uh, why some people didn't get it. It was supposed to go to everybody. So, I don't know. Another big flop this year, but this one wasn't our fault, was Shopify just broke. <laughs> like, we're in there canceling orders, giving people their 20% off, and all of a sudden the website's like, yeah, you're out. And so we were just like locked out for two hours, um, which stunk. But luckily people could still purchase, which was a blessing. We just couldn't do anything, which honestly was kind of nice because then... I was just able to like relax and actually celebrate the success of the day and um, enjoy a charcuterie board with Morgan, uh, who runs the warehouse. And she also just started her business, Chatty Cheese, here in Tennessee. She does amazing charcuterie cheese boards and stuff. So anyways, that was really fun. But eventually Shopify came back up and we were able to get our work done. So that's the year. That's the year we've had. Now I want to jump into your questions your questions that you have for me so the first question i have is from rachel um she was asking like how do i get all those analytics of the people where they're where they're shopping from and like what city they're in and so i use shopify i highly recommend shopify um i think squarespace is great other website building platforms are good but shopify if you really want to get serious about e-commerce is the way to go so Shopify is great. You can go into a live view of your sales, which I don't sit there and do that all the time. I really just do that on launch day because it's so fun to see all the people tuning in at one time all around the world to shop. And then Danielle asked a question, what are your must do's for launch day? 
And Danielle is amazing. She has a company called Catalyst Women. She just had a book launch come out. So check out Danielle at Catalyst Woman. Um, and she just launched her, her book. And so I want to share what I would say to you, Danielle. So my three things are must-dos for launch are research, education, and creating urgency. So I'll dive into those a little bit deeper. Number one, research. When you are setting up a launch, and this is kind of preliminary, like you need to know what the people want. The easiest way to put it is know what people want and then give the people what they want. And so that's why it's so important to do surveys. I always do a big customer survey to see, hey, which planner do you want? What coil do you want? What uh, layout do you want? What do you want in your kit? What do you want me to bring back? What sounds good to you? And what price do you want to pay? What price is too much for you? You know, what's that? What's a what's a good deal on this? Because at the end of the day, it's about you. It's not about me. I'm creating things for you. I'm also, I mean, obviously I enjoy all the products as well, but it's a lot less stress if you just let your customers uh, choose for you. So that being said, uh, and obviously I don't give you guys a thousand choices. I give you guys a small amount of choices and I let those numbers speak for themselves. And so it's important to do surveys, focus groups, um, even if it's just a group of your friends, like really getting honest feedback on your product. And I think that's one of the most important uh, must do's for a successful launch, because you've got to make sure you're putting a product out there that people uh, want and at a price they want to pay. The number two thing is education. I mean, I've talked about this a lot in this episode, but I have a long hype phase where I am educating you on all the things. And this year there was a lot of things to educate on. We have our planners, we have our kits, we have the summit, we have the summit party pack. Um, there was a lot there. And so I built a interactive quiz. We had about 800 people go through that quiz journey, which helped them get to the product page of exactly what is right for you. And so that was a helpful thing and that integrated with our SMS platform as well. You need to make sure you have clear education on your website. I like doing videos, unboxings, putting those on YouTube, making them public. YouTube is a great catalyst for driving people to really see your product, especially if your audience is women. Women love to feel and touch things. You know, like when we like to shop, we want to go try it on. We want to touch the item. We want to feel it. That's why we love planner shopping at Target. You know, you could pick things up, see if you like it, flip through it. And so giving people that uh, mocked up situation where they get to feel like they're touching it because you're showing it to them and you're touching it and explaining it, it's a really helpful way. Kind of like QVC, you know, you get to see them engage with the product and you're more likely to buy than just a flat picture. So video is a great thing to do in that education long hype phase. You need to make sure your website fully takes them through that education phase. And then lastly, you have to create urgency uh, or people are like, why now? And for me, I'm, you know, my product has urgency built in um, because you're going to buy a 2022 planner before 2022, most likely. And so you're not going to buy it at the end of 2022, right? And my products spoil like milk. I have to throw them away if nobody buys them. So I have to create urgency because it's not an evergreen product. So you need to create urgency and you can do that through sales, bonuses, prizes, doorbusters, 
But those are my three things for launch. Samara asked, why did you only do three colors? And I, it was kind of funny. I was like, huh, why did we only do three colors? So I've got two answers for you on that. The first one is money, honey. It's expensive to print things. Uh, and we can't afford to print a ton of variations. So with my printer that I work with, it's a 500 unit minimum per variant. So in order for me to do a blush coil vertical, I had to order 500 of them. In order to do a black leather horizontal, I had to order at least 500 of them. And that's the most expensive price it will be at 500. If I can order 2000 black leather horizontals, it's gonna be a lot cheaper. So if I wanna make a better margin, I need to order more and less, if that makes sense. I need to order more of one variant, less variants, more per variant. And so that's the answer really and truly. And so ideally in a perfect world, I would have one planner. I'd have just a vertical, black leather planner and that's it that's all it is um and that would be the most successful margin for me but we like our our things you know we like coil versus book bound we like horizontal versus vertical we like blush you know so i want to give the people what they want but i do have to balance it so that's why that survey comes in handy so much because it's like okay if i can really only afford to do two colors let the people choose and that's what they choose and I can feel good about that. And if something doesn't get enough votes, then I'm not buying it because they don't want it. So that's that answer. <clears throat> I wish we had more money to buy more variations, but that's where we're at right now because I really have been doing my best to become a debt-free business and not take out more loans with interest. Now, lastly, we have the question, explain the strategy behind locking the website and the VIP codes. So, I mean, the strategy there was obviously to grow the SMS list, but ultimately it was about creating urgency, exclusivity, and ultimately just excitement. Like it's fun. Like think about going to a store and the door is locked, but I'm at the door going, hey, shoot me a text and I'll come to the door and let you in. Like that's the idea. You know, it's like knock three times and you can come in. It's almost like a speakeasy, right? So you get to have that exclusivity of shopping before anyone else. And with your shopping experience before everyone else, you're gonna get a prize. So it just made it more fun, kind of like a red carpety experience. Maybe you didn't feel that, but that was kind of what I was going for in the sense of, okay, I'm already in the store. I'm gonna get a prize. Now is the time to shop, I'm focused. And it worked, it worked. Um, I was amazed, I, I remember, talking to my husband about an hour after launch and he was just blown away and like I, I couldn't believe it he couldn't believe it we were just sitting there like I can't believe it and I was really worried because it was a little bit confusing uh you know all the steps to get in and some people were very confused on how to get into the shop and you know things were going wrong and you can sit there and go oh gosh why did I make it so difficult but the fact that people showed up and still jumped through the hoop to get in was just, I was just floored and amazed and thankful and grateful. So it worked. It worked. So those are my five things I learned from launch day. Plus I answered some questions and shared all of that. And I do want to let you know that I am going to be releasing, re-releasing my small business coaching 
in December. And I have been working on an updated version of our small business coaching program. Um, and it's called the Faith Filled Business Blueprint. And if you go to HoratioPrinting.com right now, and you go to the little section at the top called Work with Polly, you can actually sign up for the waitlist for the Faith Filled Business Blueprint. I am so excited to share this with you because a lot has changed since the last time I did a small business coaching, which I believe was in 2018. And I have new strategies. There's new, that just, it's, it's changed. E-commerce has changed. Instagram's changed. All the things have changed. And so I'm really excited to not just teach you how to do all the things, but how to choose what to do and do it really well and to grow a business where you don't have to be burnt out. Now, as you prepare to take that course and to level up in your business, I highly recommend jumping into the dream crafting course because you can only be, your business can only be as healthy as you are and you have to take care of you first and foremost. So if you're like, okay, I want to jump into that course, please, please, please go take the dream crafting course first. And not only that, I'll be giving all current Academy students a great discount to the business course when it launches. So you'll get an exclusive deal there, but I really believe that um, it's for you and it's going to help you have a life of wholeness so that you can create a business or level up your current business um, and not let it become an idol and not let it be this big tool of burnout. And I have been around that mountain so many times. Um, and so I just want to help you on that journey, but to do it the right way. So anyways, that's everything for me today. If you have any questions at all, do not hesitate to reach out. I hope you have a wonderful day and you are so loved.